our top story. Um, is that a bear that I see rumbling down the track right now? Wall Street opening the week with more losses. S&P 500 has fallen to a level at one point, what would be considered to be a bear market. It has come back up slightly. You got rising interest rates. You got the war in Ukraine, the slowdown in China's economy. Again, China is shutting down schools in a major school district in Beijing because we've got a couple hundred cases of COVID. These big swings have been kind of commonplace, but it, it, it certainly appears that we're heading towards a bear market. And wait until I tell you the latest on crypto. But let's, let's just talk about this bear and what that means for all of us. David McDonald is Senior Economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Uh, David, welcome to the program. Are we definitely heading into bear territory? Well, I mean, this, the bear territory is a bit artificial. It's a 20% drop from the most recent high, which would have been at the very start of 2022. Uh, and so we're, we're in that territory now. We'll see whether it closes at that point by the end of the day. Uh, it is a bit artificial, but clearly we've seen a decline in prices uh, over the course of 2022 so far. Uh, what has happened in the last few days has very much been a reaction to higher-than-anticipated inflation in the U.S., and also a decision from the Federal Reserve, which is the sort of the Canadian, the American equivalent, rather, of the Bank of Canada, uh, their decision on interest rates, which is expected tomorrow. Um, just like there was a lot of interest in Canada about whether the Bank of Canada was going to increase interest rates at its last decision and by how much, uh, whether it's going to be, seven, you know, 0.75% or, or half a point. Uh, similar things are going on in the U.S. of whether it's pretty certain that there's going to be uh, a half a point increase. It may go as high as three quarters of a point uh, tomorrow. And so that, I think, is is what's really driven the decline in the last couple days is a concern, not so much about inflation, but the U.S. Federal Reserve, you know, the, the, the National Bank in the U.S., their reaction to inflation and what higher interest rates can mean for business and the stock market and so on. How much of an impact does the collapse of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and other cryptos, just collapsing again today? A major crypto lender Celsius has halted all withdrawals, uh, citing, quote, extreme market conditions, unquote. Is that leading to a wider contagion or is that a separate issue? Well, I mean, it's it's part of the fall in in commodities. Sorry, it's, it's part of the fall in prices generally uh, around you know, we think of like stock market declines in general. It's been much more severe, uh, and so we're we're looking now. You know, whether the the S and P uh, 500 is going to close twenty points, twenty percent down from from its most recent high at the start of the year. I mean, crypto is already down by fifty percent, uh, so it's much more. Uh, it's much more. I mean, Nasdaq's a little bit worse than the S and P. It's about thirty. The Nasdaq's about thirty percent. So it's much worse. Um, and one of the other things that's happening on the crypto side is is the collapse of, of stable coins, which are attempting to link, uh, you know, the price of particular crypto coins to the to the U.S. dollar. And so we've seen some some collapses so far. Uh, and this is kind of an integral part of this system. So you can you can buy these certain types of coins that are, that are in essence locked to, to the U.S. dollar, either because they have reserves hypothetically, or there's some sort of algorithmic approach. Um, now, I mean, this this is one of the this is one of the criticisms of crypto is there's no inherent value there. There's nothing that 
crypto is providing that other things don't already provide. Uh, and so this will be a real test of, the, of that market, of whether there is actually any underlying value here, or whether it's just a way for people to speculate on something that has no inherent value. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily provide anything useful to the economy. The economy. Um, and so, you know, when, when push comes to shove, is there any inherent value here at all, or is crypto uh, going to... Clearly, so far, crypto has fallen much more quickly than the general markets, uh, and so that, that may well continue. I'm speaking with David McDonald, who's senior economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. In the past where we've moved towards recession, everyone is so very careful to even use the R word. And I've kind of found it sort of fascinating over the last week or so that you just in more and more news reports, this word is coming up again and again. Of course, we had Elon Musk predicting that's going to be nasty. Is a recession baked in? Well, I mean, this is what's starting to happen is that is that it is it is starting to be baked into the, the numbers as we watch uh, inflation continuing to rise or continuing to stay high. I mean, this is these are the U.S. figures. I mean, there was some uh, speculation that we would start to see some decline. It's not to say we're going down to two percent next month, but it, but at least we'd see some moderation and the level would start to go down over time. And that wasn't what we saw in the uh, in the May data in the U.S. Uh, when it came out last week. And so then, you know, we look back to the central banks, uh, the Fed in the U.S., Bank of Canada uh, in Canada, and other central banks, which are reacting to this, raising interest rates. And so it's it's really the bank. So inflation per se doesn't cause a recession. Uh, you know, if, if you see rising wages, in addition to other things, it's certainly possible to have high inflation, but continue to see strong economic growth, real growth. Um, so it's not that inflation is what's causing this, it's the reaction uh, of the central banks and their concern about inflation that's going to cause a recession. And so the question is whether increasing interest rates in the U.S. or in Canada or, or elsewhere, it's not, it's not just happening in Canada and the U.S., um, whether those increases in interest rates can take some of the demand out of the economy without uh, boosting unemployment rates, without kicking a whole bunch of people out of their jobs um, because businesses can't invest, um, People have a lot of uh, household debt already, and so that higher household debt sucks a lot more money out of their spending power uh, and causes the recession, um, or, or whether they can you know, engineer a, a soft landing. I think that's the real challenge here. What, what do we get out of increasing interest rates, particularly if they continue over the course of, of the year? So you know, in Canada at 1.5%, this is the, the Bank of Canada's overnight rate. That's not terribly high, and in fact, historically, it's quite low. Um, the question is, once we get up to 2%, say, by the end of the summer, 2.5% by the end of the year, 3% by the end of the year, what impact does that have on the economy? Not only, you know, because the Bank of Canada is doing it, but also the Federal Reserve is doing it. And and that's really the recession watch, is it's the central banks causing recession. And if you cause a recession, you, you can probably bring inflation down, particularly a severe recession. I mean, this was the approach in the, in the 1980s, in the early 1980s. We had... Uh, you know, international, internationally engineered recessions, the goal of which was to drive down uh, inflation, but you had to, uh, you know, you had to boost unemployment through the roof to do that. And so, but, but is that, you know, is that's that, the recession watch. Is that, I mean, is that what is happening? Because I think a lot of people don't understand that that, I mean, that's the play here, is that to get money yeah. out of the system to actually lower inflation, you've got to take away jobs, you've got to take cash out of the system. 
Yeah. So and, and so that's how do you take that money out of the system? So people have money, they're spending money, they're willing to spend more to buy goods and services in the economy. How do we make it so that they're not willing to buy goods and services anymore in the economy? Well, one way is to, is to have them lose their jobs. That's one way that they're not going to go out to eat. They're not going to go on vacation, right? They don't have a job. Uh, they're not going to spend money on gas. The price of gas goes down because they're not spending money on gas. Um, so that's sort of the worst case scenario. They lose their job. I mean, the other way is to, is to force them to pay more in interest payments. Um, so they've got a big mortgage. Uh, all of a sudden, they've got to refinance their mortgage. They don't, have, they don't have as much money to spend on other things in the economy. They spend it on interest rates, on you know, on their mortgage payments, for instance. Uh, and this is happening on the household side, but um, there's also record high corporate debt, uh, you know, on on the business side. Um, and so that's the play here. That's the point of raising interest rates: is you suck some of that money out. The problem is there's delays in terms of, you know, you increase interest rates now. How long does it take for that to actually withdraw money from the economy? Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year. Um, and so you end up with this overshoot. Maybe you increase interest rates too high now. Too many people lose their job and then you engineer a recession. But you don't know that for six months or a year. Um, and so this is, this is, I think, some of the speculation now when you watch inflation continue to stay high. How do you shave uh, six points uh, you know, six percentage points off the inflation rate uh, without causing a recession. I think that's becoming clearer that it, it's going to be difficult to do that. David, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. That's David McDonald, the senior economist at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, talking about the markets, which are flirting with that bear territory. That's going to make a lot of news. It's going to be a big headline when we officially get that. But uh, David's point being is it's a bit of an artificial marker, but it does give you a sense of how quickly markets have come down and how much further they might come down as interest rates continue to go up. i got to take a quick break. Stay with us.